I was born to be a mower, a mower, a muck. I was born to be a mower, yeah, I'm covered in grass, yeah, I'm slinging weed whackers, yeah, I'm making the cash. One step hey guys, I am back, and I warned you the summer would be a little busy, so I apologize, we haven't done one of these in a while. But my guest today is Les Pantry from over in the UK. He's going to talk about the 500 lap race they have going over there. 500 laps on a road course. 14 hours of racing. It's going to be amazing. It's a great interview. Les is a great guy. He's raced all over the globe. He's raced in the US. He's raced in the Netherlands. Everywhere he's going to talk about that. So stick around. Well, I am happy to give you an update on the ALS race. It's coming up in just a few more weeks, and we have been really busy. And I want to list all of our sponsors. And honestly, from just deep down in my heart, I didn't think we were going to make it this year. I mean, we we got a curveball thrown at us when we didn't get our fair race. And that's how we normally pay for our race. So we definitely had a lot of really good people step up. And I'm going to list them all, so bear with me. We got Two Brothers Raceway, CML Services, Miller Lawn and Power Equipment, Young's Turf Farm, Burris Racing, Bear Track Speedway, Cooks Racing Pigs, Pollard Racing, Ohio Mower Racing Association, Michigan Mower Racing, Elite Mower Racing, Big Dog Pizza, Live from the Kraken with Dozer Dave Podcast, Altered Minds Productions. So many people have just stepped up and helped us, and I picked up something really cool today. From one of our long-term supporters, Bud Herbert Motors, I got a John Deere ride-on. So cool. Mike Taylor was so generous and gave us an absolute ton of stuff for our raffles and door prizes. There's so many cool things. We got one set of tools, and I don't know how they do it yet, but it's amazing. It's a ratcheting open-ended wrench. You turn the nut, and then you just move it back. You don't have to take the wrench off the nut and turn it again. It's amazing. So just blowing me away. I can't thank everybody enough. The board has really stepped up. I mean, Ashley Fletcher, Alicia Goffis, Angie Sherald, Tom Smith, Dustin Music, Greg from Two Brothers. Those guys have all stepped up and have just done so much and helped us so many ways. And I just want to, from the bottom of my heart, say thank you. And... At the race, I'm going to have a big announcement for next year's race, and it's going to be very cool. You're really going to, really going to like this. But uh, some of our raffle items, we got an e-bike again. It's a really nice e-bike donated by my grandson. He wanted to help out. He's 13 years old. I'm so proud of him and his sister for the way they want to help. They're going to be volunteers at the race this year. And speaking of that, we need volunteers. So if you are coming to the race and you want to volunteer with us, we need help with uh, selling raffle tickets. Door prizes, the kids area. We're going to do the kids' prizes and toys separate this year. So if you can help out, please help us out. We're going to really try to step up our game. Thank you guys again so much. Two Brothers Raceway, September 22nd, 23rd. Remember the Friday night, the 22nd, we're going to provide you guys with a really delicious fried chicken dinner. Compliments of the Mowdown ALS board. It is going to be awesome. So thank you guys so much. 
camping is there, dry camping. There's no camping hookups, but if you need a shower or something, just come and tag me. I'm going to have a full tank of water in the Kraken. You're more than welcome to come take a shower, chill with us in the Kraken, play some video games or whatever you'd like. So thank you guys so much. I look forward to seeing you all there. Hey guys, today my guest is Les Pantry and he is from Hampshire, uh, United Kingdom, all the way across the pond, as we say. Uh, how you doing, Les? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. Good, good, good. And I know today we're going to talk about something that's going to be really cool. It's the 50th anniversary of lawnmower racing over in England where it all started. You guys are doing something kind of special, so why don't you tell us about your race you guys got coming up this weekend? Yeah, well, um, starting tomorrow, I mean, uh, we've got a, a 500-lap race, um, so it should take about 14 hours. Um, normally, we do a 12-hour race at night, starting at 8 o'clock at night till 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, but this oh year, God. because it's our 50th anniversary, we decided to do a 500-lap race. So it should take about 14 hours. Oh, my God. So the God. race actually starts at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, Saturday night. And it should finish, we're aiming to finish about 9 o'clock Sunday morning. Yeah, I know we got some Yanks coming over. I think Angeline and a couple and and Derek Robinson are coming over, and I think a couple other people. So, yeah, Angeline's already over. She came oh. over with Derek, um, and Dylan's racing. Um, who else? Uh, Justin Wire and I think Kenny Clark. Yeah, Kenny. Yep. Wow, man, that's so awesome, and I, I can't imagine. You know, I. For the first time, I got to do a race over here. We have very little road course, big lap races. But we had uh, a 4th of July. There was the 12-mile 500 or 12-mile race, and it's 50 laps, and it or 60 laps, rather. And I'm telling you, man, 60 laps, I was worn. I mean, worn. <laughs> and I can't imagine. It took us about, and we only raced for about an hour. I don't even think it was a full hour. I think it was like 45 minutes. And man, oh man, that just takes so much out of you. And the concentration not to run off the track and hit something and, you know, in the thirst and getting tired. So how long does each driver run? I'm assuming this isn't a one driver, one mower. You're going to run for 14 no. hours. <laughs> the rule states that we're allowed three drivers. What I'll say now is, I mean, years ago, I mean, you know, I've raced this many, many times. Um, years ago, the idea was that the, the aim was to finish the race. But now, um, I mean, we haven't raced this, well, 12 hour race since 2019, obviously because of COVID. But it's now turned out, I mean, the drivers, they, the top drivers will do an hour stint each. And so it's now a 12, it's a 12 one hour race, basically. So they will go flat out for an hour, do a maybe a 10 to 15 second pick change, refuel the mower and straight back out again. Is it one class of mower or is it multiple classes or is it kind of a run what um, you brung? Well, we, we over here, we've actually got four classes of mowers, group one, two, three, and four. Right. The only ones that you will see, the only ones you will see at the 12 hour or the 500 will be a uh, group two is a roller driven mower with a grass box and a trailed seat. They were the, I mean, the top ones of those should get up to speed down the straight about 45 miles an hour. Wow. Um, a group three is a domestic ride-on mower. 
The ones we use mainly is a, is a Westwood lawn bug from, from the 1970s. So it's only two foot wide and three foot long. Uh, the engine sits on the front. Oh. Um, originally, they used to have like an A-frame for steering, like a tiller steering. Now we put a we put a, a steering wheel on it, so we can actually use you know as a steering wheel. And they are very unstable, and they will do maximum normally 60 miles an hour. And then the Group Four is a domestic lawn tractor. So obviously, it's got a bonnet. It's only domestic, not industrial versions. And again, they will do up to 60 miles an hour. Yeah, I'd say most of the times we're, because obviously we're using like Grand Prix circuits on a on a field, we're on one or two wheels, you know, go around corners and that, and you just hit the gas and just go around. Yeah, I know a few years, actually it was COVID, when COVID hit, uh, we were together in Florida, you came in for that race. Yeah, I got I got the, yeah, I managed to get the last flight out before America yeah. shut for COVID, that's right. That's right, and you've got to see both, and I know Angeline and them have, but you know, it's... I want to come over there and race my, I, w I wish I could afford to bring my mower over there to race. I think that would be so much fun to see how different they are because they are pretty different between our, you know, FX singles, FX twins and your class three and four, right? Yeah. Well, there is a difference. I mean, yeah. Um, a group three and a group four, I mean, obviously they start as original grass cutting machines. We take the gearbox out and, we normally put in like a go-kart axle with a, a T-drive because they're both sort of vertical engines. Uh, we'll have a go-kart brake system on there. And then the front a, yeah, the front axle, we will literally take out complete and we will be rebuild a new axle in the front mm -hmm. with caster and camber angles with Ackerman principle. Uh, wheel sizes, tire sizes the same as normal with the original machine. And the only thing we can do with the engine, we will, we can take the governor out of the engine. So where they should be running normally, say three and a half thousand. <laughs> Example, a, a Tecumseh, I'll run up to six and a half thousand. Do you guys use a billet steering, a billet flywheels for those? No, we're not allowed to do anything to the engine. All we can do is take the governor out. Wow, that's crazy. Okay. So we've got to use standard, standard carbs, standard everything. As soon as someone starts playing with an engine, we can tell because obviously they're a newcomer. We know who's fast. We know who can, you know, can race. Yeah. And if someone just whizzes past them, they know where. For example, this, the, our, the 500, we will pull in the first three mowers of each class and we will normally strip the engines of the winners. Yeah, we will do all the measurements yeah. and then we will give them a gasket set to say, there you go, you can rebuild your engine. We have a class over here called Superstock, and, and God rest his soul, Dick King was racing one time in that. And he had his setup in, in the, the super stock over here is an eight to one gear ratio. That's all you're allowed to run. So it's a pretty much a driver's class and it's very close racing and it's a little slower, you know, for, for people getting into it, but it's, it's also a lot of fun. And, and he had like third gear set for eight to one and fourth gear set to run his GP. And he got out there and he forgot and he had slapped it in the fourth gear and he takes off and he laps the field <laughs> and we're all like, Dick, um, yeah. you may want to, I think you got that in the wrong gear, man. <laughs> And he's like, I thought it was a little faster today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but obviously we haven't got a gearbox. So, I mean, normally we, I mean, when we go to an event, we don't know what the track's going to be. We right. Normally, if it's a show or a field, we make the track up accordingly to, to mainly some of the major holes and bumps. Over here, I mean, you raced on our track down in, or not our track, the track down in Florida. And, you know, obviously they... They smooth it out. They spend a lot of time on it. They keep it prepped. It's kind of a permanent structure. But over there, you guys just kind of find a field and just go, right? 
Yeah, we, yeah, and yeah, I mean, the field we're in this this week, uh, well, I've seen for tomorrow, is the, the farmer uses it normally two years, he'll run, he'll uh, grow it with grass, and then obviously he'll take the crop of grass off for two years, and then the third year, he will then go to winter barley. So mm. he's just taken his last cut of grass off, we go in there for the weekend, we'll race, and then come Monday, he'll muck spread it and then plough it ready for winter barley. And then, obviously, what we've done, because obviously he's been ploughed before, we went in there on Monday with a bowser and a roller, and we will literally roll the field flattish, water it, roller it. So it's, it's reasonably smooth. Okay. And hopefully, one, it'll, it'll cut down the dust as well. Okay. Because the last thing we want to do is, you know, racing through the night, having a dust storm. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it, the field will normally last. But we've, we will get a few lumps and bumps and ripples in the corners. But I mean, saying saying about your your tracks, I was out oh a few years ago racing in the All American in is it Jonesboro, Scottsboro? Uh, it's um, Stevenson, Alabama. Yeah. Stevenson, that's it. Yeah, and I, I I turned up there on the Thursday, and the whole track was flooded. <laughs> and yep. so what they did, they 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 pumped all the water off, and then tried rolling the track, and then they relayed it, and it was to me. It was like a bowls green, a super table. But, of course, all, all the, the American racers, they said it was too bumpy. <laughs> yeah, so we started racing. I mean, there was like a pee on it, and that was it. They had to re-roller it again. <laughs> and, but, but what they'd done, they'd done the main track, but the inside, right on the inside of the track, was nice and bumpy. And of course, I'm out there racing, and for me, that's the best bit because I was finding everybody was going wide in, you know, in both you know, the turns, you know, one, two, three, and four. But I was finding I could just keep hug on the inside because it was just bumpy and it just didn't bother me. I just rode them going around the corners on two wheels. So. <laughs> yeah, we were down there. I raced there earlier this year. And it that Alabama clay, man, it's hard for them to get that perfectly smooth. And that's just part of it. And uh, it can get bumpy. That's for sure. It's uh, But it's a fun race. That's That was a good time. I raced that yeah. last year too. So I don't think they've announced their date for it this year. So they normally do it and. I think late September, early October over here. So hopefully yeah. we'll get some dates soon from Scooter on that one. But uh, that's really great, man. And and that, so talk, yeah. let's talk a little bit about the history over there. So I know you're not quite old enough to remember when it started. <laughs> well, yeah, I, st I actually started racing early 90s. Jim Gavin, bless him, he passed away last year. He yeah. started uh, in 73. And they, he was sitting basically outside of a, a pub in Whisper Green with some friends. He was, he was, his uh, passion was into motorsport and they were just discussing about, you know, the, the, the people who had the money were winning and, you know, it didn't seem mm -hmm. fair. And, you know, they thinking, well, is there a cheaper sort of, you know, motorsport that they could start or do? And they looked across at the green where they had the cricket pitch and there was um, a chap just cutting the green with a big lawnmower with a grass box and a roller sitting on a seat behind. And they said, well, everyone's got a lawnmower. Let's meet back here in two weeks' time. We'll have a race. Um, and basically, that's how it started. All right. You guys have been to the ALS race last year. You know about Big Dog Pizza. You know it is the best pizza 
you are ever going to get. Pizza chips are amazing. Well, Chris is coming back with his truck this year to help us out. And he's going to be bringing his new beautiful bride, Crystal. They just recently got married. So make sure you say congratulations to the happy couple. And thank God for pretty women with low standards. I uh, Just kidding. I love them both. They're great people. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And he just purchased a race mower. He was my sponsor for the 12-mile race. And when I got done with the 12-mile race, I needed something a little bit bigger. And I'm very excited. I bought one of my old mowers back. But Chris wanted that uh, mower, so if you go out, you might see it at the location. He might be pulling it behind him on the truck. You might even catch him on the track with it. Check out the Big Dog Pizza mower, the Big Dog Pizza locations in Westchester and Mason, and, of course, the Big Dog Pizza truck. Find it on the Truck Finder app. Find them on Facebook. I'm telling you, it's the best food you're ever going to have. I promise you, you will love it. Pizza so good, make the goats go moo. We're back with Les Pantry, and we're, we were talking about the the origins of mower racing, and and you just told us on basically a quick synopsis of how it started, and it was really no more you know simple than a couple of guys and uh, Jim looking out the the window and seeing someone with a mower and said, "Hey, you know what? That's a good cheap way to go racing." And so it was born, and you know I know he passed last year, and I I. I you know, saw some videos and read his obituary, and I, I wish I'd have had a chance to meet the man. He seemed fascinating. Truly, truly the godfather of, of mower racing. I wondered, did he know how big of a ripple he made? No, I don't think he did, actually. You know, it just, it just grew and grew. I mean, at one point, we had famous drivers come because we had Sterling Moss came, and he won wow. the 12-hour one year. We've had Le Mans drivers, Derek Bell, he was, he was actually racing with Sterling. And we've had, I mean, like all the Formula One teams, all the mechanics, they've all put in mowers years ago for the 12-hour. No I mean, I can kidding. remember when I was racing in the early 90s, at the 12-hour, there was 65 mowers there lined up, and a lot of those were Formula One teams and mag racing magazines, car magazine people, was, you know. But, it, yeah, it's just, it just expanded. I mean, we've kept it going now for 50 years. That is so awesome. And how many mowers do you guys expect this year? This year in this race, I think we've got 52 entered. Wow. Uh, so that's three drivers each. Um, so plus mechanics and other people. So I'm going to look at there'll be about 450 in the pits. So the pits are all in one line with race control in the middle. So when you when you literally you enter the pits going at nearly 60 miles an hour, it's a blur to actually realize <laughs> which is your pit to pull in. So yeah. <laughs> this I love it. Because there's there's no way anything could go wrong. Yeah, when I when I did the twelve mile race this year, you ha the rules are you have to pit three times, and I went to the wrong pit, and it was the pit I was assigned. But since there was a group of Ohio guys, you know, we call ourselves Ohio, they all moved everybody's stuff up to this very first pit, and no one told me. <laughs> so I come in to get gas, and I'm like, stop! And I pulled my pan, I'm pulling out the hood. And I'm looking around, I'm like, Where, where's the gas can? Where's the gas can? And they're, they're like waving me up the pit yeah. box. I'm like, oh, okay. Do you guys race it straight through? Is there any time for people to stop and sleep? Or is it just Iron Man, do your hour, get off, rest as much as you can, do your next hour? Well, yeah, that's, that's not, I mean, yeah, depending how many, yeah, you've got your three drivers, but depending how many mechanics and whatever, you've got helpers there. But yeah, you do, yeah, the top teams will, will do their hour, get off, help refuel, get the next driver on. And then he'll sit down and have a rest for two hours. Okay. And, and then, then you back know, on. they just swap over again. Okay. Yeah. Some teams might do half hour stints. 
But, I mean, the top ones will get most of they can out of the tank. I mean, we, we specified the size of the tank, which is uh, four and a half litres, uh, just over one US gallon, the maximum amount of fuel you're allowed. And that usually gets um, um, yeah. a couple hours. Yeah, and they, they literally, yeah, they do they get an hour. Should be, I mean, they literally have a, a, a spoon, teaspoon left in the bottom, wow. get the maximum they can out of it, and then pull in and then, yeah, refuel. I mean, I, years ago, I designed a refuel rig that, I could fill the tank from empty in seven seconds no way. Um, while changing drivers. <laughs> that is awesome. You were the uh, smoky eunuch of uh, of mower racing over there because I read something where he had invented a a rig when they first started doing that. It was a tower, and it was like 15 feet in the air filled with gas. And obviously, you know, with physics, the higher it is, the more pressure it puts on it. And he'd fill it with gas, and he'd come in. They'd just open his valve, he'd fill it in a few seconds, and they'd close the valve and go. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. And all these other teams are looking around, going, "This isn't fair." But hey, it's not the rules. Because it's at night, and the track is about three quarters of a mile long, and not all of it is lit. There's only certain places that is lit. The rest really? of it, you're going by your headlights. Was, that's another so you're going thing. By the headlights on the mower. Yeah, so you got it. You require um, the headlights on, the, and it, it, it taillights as well, so you don't run into somebody. Or... Yeah, 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 the, yeah. The rules are you got to have at least one headlight working at, at the time, and you've got to have two rear lights, two taillights. You'll have a twin system, so I usually run two systems. So I'll have you know two sets of headlights, two sets of taillights. So I got a backup system. Nice. So does anybody go crazy and like fill it with LED lights and those big blinder truck lights? that can see into the future and yeah yeah i mean try. yeah we we now notice it obviously with the with the leds obviously yeah. they last longer because um, i mean years ago we used to use you know more halogen bulbs and the vibration would just kill the bulbs yeah um now with leds they get so bright so we're actually now control trying to control the amount of brightness on the headlights yeah or to keep you know they we're allowing them to a 30 foot distance in front of them so they've got a project the the light system down otherwise okay. it just gets too bright yeah i can imagine Man. but then also you gotta you gotta be careful where you mount them because one with vibration they'll soon break off or if you flip the mower yeah and then they're just gonna get snapped off so then normally if you flip it you just push it back on its wheels again jump on start and away you go so so how many machines do you guys expect expect to finish i would say in the 40s that many okay yeah it depends on the determination of the teams. I mean, I've, I've, I've known teams before putting on their fifth engine that they've blown. <laughs> so you're allowed to change engines during the race? Yeah, yeah. If you, if you blow an engine, yeah, you can change an engine. Yeah, I mean, you can do it in about 20 minutes, change an engine. No kidding. Now, it, that they, they're going to finish, obviously, laps down, though, right? Well, yeah, yeah, it depends, yeah. I mean, I mean, when was it? Was it, 2000, it was, I think, 2019. I mean, you got the the top runners. There was the three top mowers there, and but and all three, I think, blew an engine. So oh, they had to really? Put engines back on again. So they were, yeah, they were fighting back because yeah, one uh, Bob from Luxembourg, he he was out there out in the lead with Rosa from up north, and I think both of those two had an engine gone. What you know, one went and it was oh, oh no, all these size in the crowd, what seeing what's happened. Yeah. And the source, one zoomed off in the lead, and then the next thing, his engine's gone. So it's now a rush who can get their engine trains quick to get back out there again. Yeah, it almost might be a better uh, play to, to leave the governor on and try to pull that durability out. No, no, okay. you leave the governor on, you're not going fast enough. Okay. You know, you, people will be overtaking you like in reverse. It was just, yeah. 
the last engine I blew was in a 12 hour was in Finland doing a 12 hour race on ice. No kidding. Yeah, I, I, I go out every year. Um, I managed to win it with my team. I think we were 2018. We won, I think. 2018, nice. 2000, no, 2019. One time I went out there and we were in the lead. We were over a lap. It was a mile and a bit track. We were well over a lap in front of everybody else. I put my third driver on, needed two laps, and popped the engine went. Oh. And he was, I could see him 200 metres or 200 yards away. So we had to get the mower back to me on, through two foot of snow oh, um, no. to change the engine. And then Tommy got the mower back. It was a, the big snowstorm. So as I'm taking the nuts and bolts off and putting them in a tray, <laughs> the tray was just filling up with snow. So <laughs> it was about minus 10 that time for our temperature. So, yeah. But, yeah. Some of the Minnesota guys had invited me up to go uh, do some ice racing this year. And I might, if I got my mower, if I get my GP build, I think I might go up and try that. That'd be fun. I don't think I want to try it on my single. It's uh that motor's a little too expensive right now. It's still hurt from the July 4th race. And it's, uh, yeah. it gets, that's, you know, those motors gets expensive quick. So that's, man, that's great though. There's one up in Canada or something. Isn't there? Yeah. Race up there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, nice. the I would P- love to bring mine. Yeah, I'd love to bring my group three over there and race over there. So what does a winner get? The winning team? Classic trophy. Classic trophy. In fact, okay. this year we've got, I think this year we've actually got the, the wooden trophies all, all nicely painted up, lacquered up, and they're actually in the shape of the track. Oh, wow. So they've all been routed out, mounted on wood, and they are the, the actual shape of the track with a brass plaque on them. Okay. Awesome, man. Yeah. That and then, obviously, so cool. we got the perpetual trophies, which are the big silver trophies. They're they're, they're quite they're quite big actually, but those they're perpetual ones that that we give out every year, and they get all the names engraved on it, and then we keep them. Nice. I mean, they're, some of them are fifty years old. So, and we obviously we're now making a bigger stand for them to get more names on them. And wow. It's something like the you know like the Stanley Cup, which has got bigger and bigger because the time you put all the plaques around it. So. Right. Wish I'd have thought to do that for the ALS race. That'd have been a really cool idea. Um, you know, hopefully next year you guys can make it over and, and come and race the ALS race. It's 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 the most it's different than any other race I've ever been to. We and we try to strive for that because, you know, we do raffles and and we we try to have some fun with it. Uh, we normally auction off the pole, but I think this year we're going to do something a little bit different because you know, there's no fun in just driving the front and winning the pole. I want to do something a little bit different. So. We're going to, you know, we're going to figure something else out and make it a little more, you know, everyone can, can win the poll type thing other than just a chance. And it's a lot of fun. It's different than, than anything else we've had over here. So we're pretty, yeah. you know, pretty happy. And hopefully you guys can make it over because. Yeah, I'm looking at, uh, well, when I'm better, I'm Ill, I'm Ill at the moment. I've had to pull out of this year's 500. But um, I'm hoping to come over for the. The uh, National Race Championships, uh, there's one in Florida beginning of March. Yes. Yeah, so I'm hoping to come over for that, and I'll race him with, uh, with um, Angelina and Derek. Awesome. In Robin's Dream Racing, awesome. so I'll race there, and then I might hang around for the week and then do the Snowbird Nationals. So you mentioned that you pulled out this year because you're not feeling well. Do you want to expand anything on that so people aren't wondering? Two and a half months ago, I was down to race. I've got a Group Four, which is a uh, it's a wheel horse, an eight five seven wheel horse, same as a Commando Eight. I was just getting ready. I was in the middle of building engines and getting everything, new light systems up. Because um, Derek, 
and Dylan Robinson were going to race for me or with me, just because obviously I use their machines. Um, I didn't feel right and um, saw my doctor and I ended up, I've got um, pancreatic cancer. Luckily, our hospital service here um, picked it up reasonably quick. Good. And I've just had a six-week spell in hospital where I've had my, well, my insides have been replumbed, basically. So I'm just trying to get, just trying to get over that. Um, and then I've got chemo, which starts, I think, in September. But yeah, I was, I mean, I was gutted because, <laughs> you know, normally the 500 or so 12 hour, I'm yeah. the chairman and I do all the organizing and I'm there in the field building it. And I'm, I live in the field for a week while it's all getting ready. And every time that flag goes down to start, I just wish I was racing again. But yeah, yeah I've been planning for the last four or five years that this is the race I'm going to race. Yeah. And pay back all the kindness that, that Derek has given me using so I could use his machine. So, yeah, I'm a bit gutted. Um, luckily, I've got obviously lots of friends here in the, in the MOA world, and I've managed to get another team to, to um, host them. So they are going to race still. Awesome. Um, I'm actually going there tomorrow afternoon, basically, to go and meet every team. Thank everybody for my, for my you know the well wishes I've had. I've had so much in the last six seven weeks. Yeah. From all my fellow racers from all over the world. Go meet the organisers, and I'm going to be there for the start. God bless you, man. Yeah. We're we're all praying for you. We're all pulling for you over here as well. I mean, mower racing. I've learned doing this podcast of, I've talked to people from Australia, from Ireland, from you know UK now and Canada and all over the US, and it, it's just literally. You, you know you talk to one motor racer you're talking to them all it's all one big family and we all kind yeah, of yeah. you know we're born i think it's something we're born into or it's something in our dna and and god bless you i know every single person who's listening and every single person who's ever met you is going to be pulling for you bigger than life because you know you're you're one of those special uh special kind of people and motor racers so we we really hope you get better soon yeah thank you yeah um yeah i missed yeah i mean i mean tomorrow it's going to be I'll be telling you now it'll be tearful tomorrow when I go there. I'm sure. I'm because, sure. you know, I'll be even because I'm still on the committee. I've been, you know, I'm sat in my hospital bed feeling not well with various drips in me and my phone goes and I've got people in Belgium, France or someone in this country asking me advice on how we do this, how we do that. And, yeah. you know, entry to get in or whatever. So I've, I've stayed in contact with people just to help them. Wow. Well, that... know, that's kept me going, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I can see it, man. I, I, I know how you feel and, you know, I, I know what you mean and to keeping you going. I mean, I suffer with, you know, some depression and anxiety and stuff and, and it's great therapy. It helps pull you through and it really helps, you know, gives you a goal to keep, keep moving, you know, and whether it's the next race trying to beat your buddy or then, you know, I'm, I've been trying eyeing on winning that national championship next year with Angeline series. I think I can do it. You know, I just got to change a few little things, get in a little bit better physical shape, change a motor or two, and you know, get out there and have at it. And uh, you know, I think I, I think I can get it as long as Derek Robinson isn't isn't driving in the singles. I should be okay. Because <laughs> that man, we were down in yeah, Alabama. Well, yeah, Derek. I, I think that, yeah. <laughs> we were down. We were down in Alabama, and I'd gone out and I'd run, and I don't remember the exact speeds, but I think I was running like a Steve Cox was running. 12 second laps and I'm out there running like 14. I, I, I'm just, I can't, I can't figure that. I, I don't, the track in Alabama where they were is a circle. It's, it was a little rougher and I just couldn't get a handle on it. 
I just it was me 100%. And Derek's, well, let me let me try. And he gets out there and he clocked off a faster time than Steve. You know, didn't change a thing. And I'm like, good lord, you're talented. You know, I was like, good god. <laughs> you know, I just think it's it's impressive yeah. the the talent that there is in the mower racing world is it, it's just impressive and it's some of the best drivers I'd ever laid eyes on professional or, or yeah. amateur. And it, it's, you know, there's a lot of talent out there, a lot of talent and, mm-hmm. you know, go to a mower race and, and watch these guys because you're going to see the people who really, really can drive these machines because none of them are easy to drive. No, you know? no, no, they're not. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you guys are on a, on a smooth surface. I mean, when you, yeah. when you come over here, I mean, no, it's a bit rough and bumpy and, you know, the only time you can take your hands off the steering wheel is normally on the, on the, down the straight just to give your hands just a bit of a stretching and then you're back on it for the next bends. We've got 52 teams and that's, I mean, no one's professional, but you've got the, there's the top, top half, well, top four teams. You know, they are the top boys. And then you've yeah. got novices that are turned up with their first mower they built. They've never, you know, never really tried it out yet. You, you go on the track and you've got the full competitiveness, you know, people want to win in that. But when you're off in the pits, everybody will help everybody else. There'll be people oh. running up and down the pits. Who's got spare this? Who's got spare that? Can I borrow an engine? Who yep. can weld? Who can do whatever? And yep. that just goes on all night. And it is. It's because that's every mower race I've ever been to in my life. And I love hearing that it goes all over the world like that because, you know, in 12 Mile, I, I took a mower that was pretty untested. I, I really didn't take it. And... You know, I mean, we needed a press. Someone came up with a press to pop something out for us. You know, we needed belts. I had guys running up to the store and get me a belt, you know, because I was in my RV. I didn't have a, a vehicle. Or like, oh, I'll just borrow my truck. You know, it, it's amazing how accommodating we all are. And I, I feel the same way. If I've got a part in my truck and you need it or my, my trailer, pff, yours. You know, next time when I need something, you might have it. You know, it's just the way it is. And I... That's what I love about this sport, and that's what's kept me going for almost 10 years doing this, and it's the people, you know, because let's face it, it, racing is fun when you're winning, but you're not always winning. You can be, Dale Earnhardt had, had, you know, down years. Pick any F1 driver, those guys, you know, all of them, you know, Michael Schumacher had down years, you know, and I guarantee they weren't having fun, but it's the people that keep you going. Because the on-track stuff is fun, but it's not always fun. Especially when you're breaking and you can't get your machine to turn right and you can't get it to do anything. And every time you get out there and you keep breaking the same thing, uh, yeah, it gets miserable. But the people are what brings it around. So, well, man, Les, I really appreciate you coming on. I'm, I hope you get to feeling better soon and be able to get back out on the track. And I'm going to probably bother Angeline to... Uh, you know, she's doing some, uh, going to go live on Facebook over there for some of the racing and I'll probably tap her and, and the guys and doing a, another podcast with the post British and maybe uh, 500 and, and maybe getting, uh, you, you guys all in one call together and kind of hear some of the stories of, of everything that happened. I think that'd be a pretty fun thing to hear. Yeah. That, yeah. It should be good. Cause I'm hopefully I should be there lunchtime tomorrow. Okay. Um, to go and see how Angeline's doing. Um, you know, give him some advice. I mean, Derek has raced here before. He raced, I think he raced 2018. Yeah, he's in that class of guys. If you put him on a tricycle at Daytona, he'd probably come in, you know, in the top 10. He did tell me the other night, because they'd pop down and see me, I think Wednesday night. 
that his his aim is he wants to raise in, in you know in your series out there where you've got all the BP, CP, AP, yeah. IMO, and everything. He said he wants one of each to race. Nice. And he's going to race them. Yeah, well, that's he, his aim. Well, just just deliver a message telling that he ain't got a uh, mow down ALS trophy yet. So until he gets a mow down ALS yeah. trophy, then, then yeah, he'll get one. He'll get one. He will get one. <laughs> if he shows up this year, I'm sure yeah. he might get one. But all right, well, Les, thank you so oh, yeah. much for coming on, man. It's yeah. been a pleasure talking to you. And you know, Godspeed. We'll all be praying for you over there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been great on here. And if you um, you know, if I go on my ventures when I'm well, you know, around Europe and do some other endurance races. You know, I'm glad to come back and we can have another chat and see what I've been up to. Absolutely. We'll all talk to you soon then. All right. Thanks a lot, Les. We'll see you later. All right. Going to touch a little bit on Controversy Corner. I have not had the season I've wanted to have. My motor's blown up on July 4th. I haven't been able to get it fixed yet. And I just have missed a lot of races this year with rain and situations, and it sucks. And I'm hoping next year's going to be better. But... I want to talk about national races. We've got some really good national uh, series out there with Angeline Robinson's series, the National Lawnmower Championship Series. It has been fantastic this year. They've gone to some great tracks. Their final race is going to be in South Carolina. Hoping they are all going to make it come on out to the ALS race as well. But I think it is time, and definitely in the two faster classes and maybe three, including the larger classes of like maybe a GP that we all look at doing race sievers. It is getting a little convoluted and confusing out there sometimes. And I think race sievers would help with that. Uh, if you're not familiar with what that is, it's just a little pack you buy. I think they're about a hundred bucks with earbuds. You can't talk to anybody, but you can hear people. So the race director can get on a frequency and tell you, you know, number 85, you need to get behind number 12, or you need to go to the lead or go to the tail. And I think that that would cut down on times on the track where things are a little confused and we all just kind of are driving by at speed, kind of tossing our hands up like, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? And they've been using it in the bigger cars and dirt tracks for years. But I think maybe for the national series and the national races, I think it's maybe time. What do you guys think? Jump on our Facebook page and let me know. I think it's a good idea, but I have been told I was wrong before, but it's only another hundred bucks. You know, we're riding around out there in these upper echelons of mowers that cost thousands of dollars, and I don't want to spend your money, but, you know, I think it would definitely help us all and streamline the racing and make for some better racing. So let me know what you think. Get on the live from the Kraken with Dozer Dave page and, you know, let me know what your thoughts are. Well, we had a good time today, didn't we? It's good to be back doing this. I'm telling you, it's been a crazy summer. Even though I haven't been racing, my job has been a little hectic, and the ALS race has really taken a, on a life of its own. And, you know, thank God for that. We're really super happy, super proud, and just getting a lot of things buttoned up. So I'm going to try to start doing these more. It's This is going to be more of a winter podcast because in the summer, I think everyone's busy, especially with racing. And we don't have as many listeners in the summer, so we're going to really kind of concentrate on maybe picking this up towards the end of the seasons until the spring, and then, you know, gathering some interviews at the track, 
and going from there. So, But we'll do them as we can. I promise you that. I'm going to try to get a couple more in before the ALS race, September 22nd, 23rd at Two Brothers Raceway. Thank you guys for listening. And if you want to come on and be a guest, I'd love to hear your story. Just because we're talking to people from all over the world and the national series and stuff, don't think that I don't want to hear your story. I'd love to hear your story. I think it would be fascinating. I think our listeners would love to hear your story. We're a family. We are the mower racing family. And I truly think you have a great story to tell. So tell it. You know, let me know. Contact me through Facebook. Dave Sherald, S-C-H-A-R-O-L-D, Dozer Dave page, or Live from the Kraken with Dozer Dave, Ohio Mower Racing page, or the Mow Down ALS page. You can get through me through any of those. And I'd love to hear your story. We'll set a time. We'll just have a phone conversation, and we'll record it, and it's a good time. I really, really appreciate all the support. We're growing, and we've got some big, exciting news for next year for the Mow Down ALS race and for the Ohio Mower Racing Association. It's going to be a good year. So please come on out to the Modown ALS race, support us. You're going to love it. We got some really cool stuff we're going to do. Not to mention we have some of our brothers coming down from Canada. We're going to have some of the fastest racing mowers in the country and some of the best drivers. And you know, some of these guys, I've said it before about Derek Robinson and Matt Fessler and Clifton Lamb and you know, these guys are super, super talented drivers. And I know I'm forgetting people. Don't think I'm just... You know, if I didn't say your name, don't don't get mad at me. But, man, these guys have talent. And we all know how hard these machines are to wheel. And these guys, I, I mean, they're so talented with these mowers. If you put them on a tricycle at the Daytona 500, they'd probably it finish in the top 10. I mean, there's some serious talent. So bring your friends, bring your family, show them what mower racing is. Show them what the mower racing family is because you're going to love it. It's so much fun. It's so many good people, and it's so many good times. I can't tell you how blessed I am from the friendship that I've made just from mower racing. I mean, these people I consider my family. So, all right, guys, we will see you soon. And as always, live from the Crack of a Dozer Day, produced by Angela Sherald and Jason Severance. Want to thank our sponsors, Ohio Mower Racing Association, Mowdown ALS, Two Brothers Speedway, and want to thank Les Pantry for coming on and telling his story. We're all praying for you, Les. We hope you get the feeling better and get back on that mower soon. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys soon at the track.